RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. Ralph Kermit Winterow II with the Ralph Winterow Show. Uh, got some more amazing. You just want to, you think there's nothing else left. How deep does this corruption go? I'm telling you, it's. Uh, I am going to cover today. I've got to have some clips from Brendan Howes, which is on Frank's speech. He does a 30-minute news every day at 4 o'clock Alaska time, which would be 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That 30 minutes is just amazing. I'm going to have two clips because they're, they're about um, staying alive. I'm also going to cover something amazing about the IRS that I thought did not exist, but it does, and it is a killer. I, I had no idea. I, I, t- I would have almost swore that it didn't exist but I found evidence of it and then I even I don't know I got another subject too of how they have combined all these courts and if I get time I'm going to briefly shorten there is an article 3 court out there 
but it's not where you would think it would be. Uh, I'm telling you, this is, and also that the Congress is part of the rulemaking. They're using the federal agencies as a front, and they even print that. I just can't make this stuff up anymore. I mean, it's, I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed with I just can't be this bad. Uh, but, hey, um, I don't know what to say. Uh, we just got to keep forward with the truth. And so uh, let me get here and uh, get the name on this first clip here. This is a doctor out of uh, South Africa. And uh, he's had 5,000 cases of COVID, no deaths, no hospitalization at all. His name is uh, Dr. Sankara Chetty, C-H-E-T-T-Y, from South Africa. Let's go ahead and play that clip first. Listen very carefully. It's amazing. Yeah, go ahead. In other news, more brave doctors are speaking out about the dangers of the COVID injections. Dr. Sharankara Chetty is a medical doctor in Port Edward, South Africa, who has treated over 5,000 COVID patients with no hospitalizations. And he's calling the injections out as part of a planned genocide. Dr. Chetty claims to have treated more than 5,000 patients for COVID without a single hospitalization, as I said, or death. In a recent video, Chetty stated, quote, spike protein is a toxin. It's a poison to kill billions globally without anyone noticing. A poison with an agenda. Now we've got an engineered virus and a mandated vaccine that follow on with each other. They've engineered a virus and put on a weapon-grade pathogen called the spike protein. They've put this pathogen into a vector and exposed the planet to a small dose of it. Initially, the spike protein triggers an allergic reaction. If left untreated, it can cause death. But that is not the end game. That is to test the waters. So you're going to get a small percentage of people react. So let's isolate the planet for 14 days so nobody notices when this occurs. People get to the hospital too late. We mandate protocols in hospitals to engineer death and damage and to steer all the fear. Take a look at what he says. Spike protein is one of the most contrived uh, toxins or poisons that man has ever made. And the aim of this toxin is to kill billions without anyone noticing it. So it's a poison with an agenda. Now we've got an engineered virus and we've got a mandated vaccine that follow on on each other. So basically what looks like has transpired here, they've engineered a virus and put on this weapons grade package onto it called spike protein. He goes on to say that the whole purpose of fear mongering was to quote, vaccinate the planet, end quote, and that this mass vaccination program will prolong the life and veracity of the virus, just as we've been saying for almost two years now. Watch this. And that's where we all are at this point in time. But the game that they played with this engineered virus was to justify the vaccination of the planet. 
Now, the vaccination of the planet will expose us to spike protein for a longer period. So spike protein, if we understand what it's meant to do, yes, initially it will trigger an immune response and an allergic kind of reaction, and we'd have immediate deaths from that. But you don't poison someone and they die immediately, you'll notice the poisoning. So straight away, when you give a vaccine, the first 14 days after a vaccine, any side effects cannot be attributable to the vaccine, because that is where all the allergic reactions would lie. Following that, we're going to see the endothelial injuries that this vaccine causes, with its, or the spike protein, with its influence on ACE2 receptors. Those are the deaths that are meant to follow. And they will never be pinned onto spike protein, a very well-engineered toxin. Now, spike protein is also a membrane protein. So the mRNA will distribute this throughout our body. It will be made in various tissues around our body. It will be incorporated into those membranes around our body, into those specific tissues. Those tissues will be recognized as foreign and will trigger a host of autoimmune responses. So the deaths that are meant to follow the vaccinations will never be able to be pinned on the poison. They will be too diverse, they will be too many, and they will be too in broader time frame for us to understand that we have been poisoned. And I think so just to recap what he said there, quote, the spike protein is also a membrane protein, so the mRNA will distribute this throughout our body. It will be made in various tissues around our body. It will be incorporated into those membranes around our body, into those specific tissues. Those tissues will be recognized as foreign and will trigger a host of autoimmune responses. So the deaths that are meant to follow the vaccinations will never be able to be pinned on the poison. They will be too diverse. They will be too many. And they will be too broad of a time frame for us to understand that we have been poisoned, end quote. So, add Dr. Chetty's name to the growing list of doctors who are telling the truth about the experimental injections and calling out the end game of the globalist cabal that is pushing them. Genocide. You can't make this up. This is the same thing they did with the Gulf War Syndrome, which I was heavily involved in because I funded that initially with Joyce Riley. And I saw they were they were testing on our vets, rat rats. And there was a uh, microbiologist daughter got it, and he figured out what was going on. But I looked at Joyce Riley's stuff, all documented. They knew what they were doing. Doxycycline, a very cheap antibiotic, had been given, would have stopped it. France walked away, no problems. Only America and all the rest of the people got it. But the problem they had was the same thing because this stuff went into the cell. Depending on what organ it came out, you got a diversity of problems. And the same thing he's talking about there. He said they will be too diverse. There will be too many. It will be too broad of a time frame for us to determine that we have been poisoned. That's the exact same thing they did to the vets in the Gulf War Syndrome and their families. Oh, well, it's not the same thing here. It's not the same thing there. 
people are beyond evil. Uh, let's go ahead and play the uh, next. I think we got room for <clears throat> time for the next one. And it goes about a nurse uh, that's come forward. Shocking information, and also a uh, whether treating uh, people with this stuff instead of getting regular chemo. Oh God, I don't know what to tell you for women. Let's go ahead and play the next clip, please. In other news, an ICU nurse by the name of Morgan Wallace gave a shocking testimony at her school board meeting last week saying that medical authorities are responsible for COVID deaths by suppressing early treatment protocols that have always been known to be effective. Wallace said she was forced to quit her job over vaccine mandates and then exposed the fact that the shots didn't protect anyone from contracting the virus. Wallace, who attended the new Hanover County School Board meeting in Wilmington, North Carolina, said she was a highly successful 10-year employee of New Hanover County Hospital until the mandates forced her out. Quote, I worked in the cardiovascular ICU for five years. I was your last line of defense with COVID, end quote, she said. Wallace concluded by saying, quote, families are realizing this and they are riled up and they're going to come after governments and the hospitals. The cat is out of the bag and people are speaking globally, including the inventor of the vaccine, end quote. Watch this video. I'm Morgan Wallace. I'm a 10-year employee of New Hanover County. I worked in the cardiovascular ICU for five years. I was your last line of defense with COVID. We ran your heart and lungs outside your body with your chest open while you were bleeding on the floor. And what I realized was that patients were needlessly dying because of government's withheld policies for treating COVID. Everyone who died with COVID should be considered murdered. Early treatment has always been effective. I walked out of the hospital on the mandate day. I have my own practice, and I am the only person in town treating COVID patients prior to hospitalization. I also watched the entire staff at the hospital, including in my unit, get vaccinated and then get COVID, amongst all kinds of other ailments. You have now loaded your body with millions of spike proteins, and you are a ticking time bomb for cancer, blood clots, and whatever kind of ailment may come up in your body. And I'm tired of hearing people go and ask doctors, can they be treated for COVID? And their only option is a vaccine or go home or go into the hospital where you're not going to make it out. I will be happy to treat any one of you for COVID prior going to the hospital because early treatment has always worked. I'm a member of the FLCCC Alliance, NC Physicians for Freedom, and the Medical Freedom Summit. And I would, I would ask y'all to please stop choosing fear and putting masks on our kids. The vaccine is not going to Early treatment has always worked, and government mismanagement of patients is why people have died. And families have realized this, and they are rising up, and they are going to come after governments and the hospital. I was highly decorated and highly respected at New Hanover. I was the November 2020 Employee of Excellence, and I had a job opportunity this year from the chief medical director at this hospital, and I chose to walk out and stand up for what is right. So putting these masks on our kids is not going to help, nor is vaccination. And all need to realize that it is out the cat is out of the bag and people are speaking globally including the inventor of the vaccine it's becoming clear that we need more morgan wallaces to come forward and blow the whistle on the recklessly negligent care being given 
at hospitals nationwide. Thank you, Morgan, for your bravery and for your service to fellow man. Many COVID patients have sung the praises of monoclonal antibodies. Some credit the treatments with saving their lives. But Dr. Carrie Madej, a Georgia physician, says the treatments hold a secret ingredient that pro-life Christians should be made aware of. Madej, in an interview with me, Brandon House, said the antibody treatment contains cell lines from humanized mice, as well as the human embryonic kidney cell line from aborted babies. Here's what Dr. Madej told me, quote, it took 293 of them, aborted babies, to get that cell line. So what they do is they make those lines cancerous so they never stop dividing. They don't want to tell you they're putting cancer cells from aborted fetuses in you. So they're going to tell you that it's immortalized. Isn't that a nice word? Then they tell you they're cloned. That's what it means. You're taking in an aborted fetus that was killed in a lab, and then you had a cancerous cell line from it that's being injected inside of you. Okay? So you've got two sources. There's a problem also with the human mouse antibody cell line. It has a trade name called Velco Immune. So I knew this. I recognized this from years ago when I had a very big practice here in Georgia. I took different cases, complicated, and of course I got cancer patients. Well, many of them were breast cancer patients that were put on a newer chemotherapy agent, immunotherapy. And they use this same mouse human line. It's called Immune. So they took that line and they put this in this chemo agent. At first, the people looked great. These women were doing wonderfully. I feel good. My tumor shrank. And then what happened within one or three years, sometimes five, but usually one to three years, there was an allergic reaction. They called it, and a woman would come back loaded with cancer. All the organs looked like they had melted together. I couldn't nor could the radiologist tell one organ from another. So it was a fulminant, terrible reaction. This was a failure. They're going to use the same mouse line on people right now. This is horrifying because although people are only getting one or two of these doses, not many, this can't be good, end quote. Watch a short clip from my interview with Dr. Kerry Madej the other day. I mean, it took 293 living abortions to create the cell line. And so, Brandon, you know, when they're, they're using these, these, uh, these babies, um, these fetuses, when they're aborting them, they have, they claim, the people who are doing the research, they claim they have to be born alive. They're not, they're not being um, killed during the abortion. So the mother doesn't notice. So they take the baby back the lab, and that's where they kill it one of three ways, the baby. Either they stick a large bore needle into the baby's heart, or they cut its face open, or they cut its chest open. And so to me, this is horrific. They claim they have to do this because that's how they get good cells, and I don't, I, I don't see the science behind it. I don't feel that, that is correct. This, this is, uh, is that 93 stands for how many babies were killed like that. Do, do, well, that's tonight's edition of the Worldview Report. I'm Brandon House. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, may God save America. Take care. Isn't that just astounding? Can you believe this? Uh,
these people that think they're even getting abortion, they don't kill the baby. They get it out and then they put it on a table and then they just flat out kill it out there in the open so they can uh, do this. And then they're putting cancer cells in. That's going to kill people that they give this monoclonal antibodies to. I don't know what to say anymore. It, it, it's just it's it's evil of the highest level. We got this doctor in South Africa because he's using uh, well ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine, even doxycycline that was uh, the cheap one back in the Gulf War syndrome. So many, it's just unbelievable. And that nurse comes forward. She says it's murder. It is. They are murdering people for money. And we got people lined up to get a death shot, and they're saying anywhere from one to three or maybe five years you'll be dead or you'll be severely uh, impaired. Isn't that amazing? How do you wake people up? I, I don't know. I've got some people I've talked to, and well, I got one, it's in the uh, son's in the military. Well, he had to take it because he's in the military. No, he didn't. When it comes down to your life, you tell them, go to hell. I'm not doing this. I'm going to get in, if I have time today, go through some of the, uh, the Supreme Court. Those the two decisions were not, that one was not really a win. These people at the Supreme Court are not our friends. They're not doing the rule of law. And if an old farm boy from Kansas can figure it out, I'm telling you, we got a real ding-dang problem here, folks. I just cannot believe what's going on in this country. I mean, how do we get this many people that are totally uh, demonic, evil, anti-Christian? Um, I don't know. Satan is alive and well, and boy, I'm telling you, he's giving her a full run for the finish line. It's going to be an interesting year to see what happens. I watched the Trump rally last night. I don't remember her name, but there's a little gal that was a Fox uh, uh, gal at uh, MC or something of a major show that was, uh, I, I gotta get her name, I gotta look it up. But I am telling you, I'd vote for that woman in a heartbeat. She lines it all out. No ifs, ands, or buts. This is what's gonna happen. Illegals, find you, you're leaving. No ifs, ands, or buts. No mass. None of this nonsense. Just why don't we have people, because they, the other politicians that got up and they speak these platitudes. They don't give the real truth to what's going on. And if they won't give the real truth, what's that tell you? Does that, does that not tell you that we got a problem? You just, you just don't want to be around these people. There's just no getting around it. I found a great little saying here that I thought is really good. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? That's Galatians 4.16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I sent the Supreme Court justices, all nine of them suckers, on that Affordable Care Act and on the Mooney case because they ruled against the Mooney. You wouldn't hear it. I'm going to talk more about that. I just can't make this stuff up. I mean, it's just, they've been working on this since back, well, actually since the Civil War, but in the 1930s. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was 
that guy ought to be sent to hell and fire lit up unbelievable. The stuff that I've found, I, I, I just, I sit back in shock. And I've had to change my position. I didn't have a real, I just couldn't find it, so therefore I couldn't support it. But stuff about the IRS. But when we get to the Supreme Court, neither one of those decisions were good. They say, oh, if you're a private entity, you can get around and the companies can make you do it, but we won't enforce it. But then if you're health care, because, see, you're getting Medicaid, you're getting government grant monies, we're going to go wink, wink, blank, blank, because if anybody that's getting a benefit, that's Babcock and, oh, uh, Hayburn started it way back in 1792. If you get a benefit, you have no rights, no remedies, and if they give you a remedy, if it's wrong or no remedy, you got the benefit, shut up. And do what you're told. Now what is so astounding in those two cases? One of them, the ones where they did the, uh, said the, the uh, uh, private companies can't do that. Well, you know, Congress shouldn't be getting around and, and uh, giving away its legislative power to the agencies. No kidding, duh. But they don't ever get to the real issues. And then they bring up, I don't know which one of them it was. I think it was, I'll have to check and see. They don't make any difference. They brought up, this. They, both of these had to do with a, a federal agency called OSHA. And they brought up, it's unnecessary, impractical, and not in the public interest. That is part of the Administrative Procedures Act of 1946. And for good cause, you have to say that. And they say, well, good cause has never been defined. Well, where the hell have they been? In the Senate report, they say there has to be an emergency. And some courts have said there has to be an emergency declared. But stop and think about how the, just the simple logic. You don't even have to be a legal scholar to do this. Just common sense and a little critical thinking. We have Congress composed of supposedly the House of Representatives, which is supposed to be the people of the several states. By the way, that's in the Constitution. That's not being done because they're all citizens of the United States. We have the Senate on the other side. Then we have uh, uh, Comrade Biden right now. Now, these people supposedly are supposed to be representing us in the House of Representatives, and in the Senate, they're supposed to be representing the state, one of the several states, whichever one that they're from. And then the president is supposed to sign it. That's supposed to be a law of the United States, which we haven't had since, oh, God, back in the 30s, actually before. But let's just leave that one alone. Let's just say. But we're taught. This is what we're taught in school. This is what I learned. We're going to have the House of Representatives, and we're going to have a count, and if they get a simple majority, and then we go over to the Senate, and they get a simple majority, and it's signed, fine, but don't they veto it, and they get a two-thirds. This is what we're taught. This is what I was taught anyway. I don't know about you. Now we have, on the other side, 
federal agencies, and most of them sit outside of the Constitution of the United States, and they even print it. They don't hide this stuff if you know where to go look. So they're really not part of the Constitution of the United States. Now, the thing that is so amazing about the whole core of everything that's going on in this country goes right back to Esau in the Bible. He sold his birthright. Now, when he did it, for some poor little beans, it was a one-time deal. Property, lineage, all that all went down the toilet. In this country, our birthright is we are if born, if we're born in one of these several states, you'll become a citizen of Kansas, a citizen of Texas, or a citizen of North Carolina, or one of those several states. That's a birthright. What do you get when you have a birthright in this country? Something that nobody else in the whole world gets. Number one, the law of nature, nature's God. That's called inalienable rights. We acknowledge the creator. We acknowledge it, the Bill of Rights. Blackstone, we don't mess with That's why this. some of these things are, we don't even legislate on them. The Bill of Rights, Blackstone, let's go back to Blackstone in England. Or the Bill of Rights, the right to protect ourselves and all these things. You can't mess with those. Those are available rights. Back in a minute. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Have you ever needed to make a phone call but didn't want the person you're calling to know that it was you on the other end? Have you ever needed to make a call and wanted to keep your phone number and location private? Well, now you can with PatriotPhone.com. PatriotPhone.com will enable you to make unlimited calls anonymously. That's right. Unlimited anonymous phone calls to anywhere in the U.S. and 36 countries around the world. Our most popular phone plan includes unlimited calls, your own phone number, voicemail, call forwarding, and many other great features. Visit PatriotPhone.com to get your own phone number in any state and take back control of your phone calls. PatriotPhone.com also allows you to record your calls and access all of your phone records online. PatriotPhone.com works with iPhones, Android base phones, and Windows computers. Protect your privacy and your freedom with unlimited anonymous telephone service from PatriotPhone.com. Today, that's PatriotPhone.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-Keep-It-Today. Extendivite has proven time and again it really works. Here's a testimonial from Amazon.com. I am only 40, but I have put my body through hell working in manufacturing for 20 years. I recently started to notice a buzzing feeling along with a stuttering sensation with my heart. I had a full cardio stress done, which I passed. I decided to try Extendivite after getting the jingle stuck in my head. Halfway through the bottle, I really did notice a difference. After getting home from work, I would just sit in a chair for a few hours feeling like crap, and this stuff reduced that feeling along with heart discomfort to almost nothing. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Okay, well, we're back here. And uh, we got something nobody in the whole world has. Citizenship called the law of the land. Birthright, our birthright. That's the most important thing that comes with us. when we. Where do you start off in this world? Birthright. In a, this country, in America, in the several states, I have three things to be a citizen of Kansas. Unalienable rights, law of nature, nature's God. That means I am acknowledged in the Declaration of Independence, a creator. And we have based our, our uh, uh, community, our laws, upon the Ten Commandments. Comes, that's a... Uh, uh, Blackstone. So we don't mess with those. So I have the law of nature, nature's got inalienable rights. I have number two. I have civil rights, which means I can sue and be sued, and I can also sue fictions. Fictions can sue me. I can take on the character of a citizen of the United States and sue somebody. If it has to do with the national with the government of the United States. I have a third thing. I have political rights. That means I have the right of suffrage, the right of the elective franchise to elect people of good character to represent my type of government. Period. Now we have the other side. Started back in 1866, officially. Citizen of the United States. Same rights as a white citizen. 42 USC 1981 and 1982. 42 USC 1981, 1982. A citizen of the United States has no birthright. There's no country called the United States. There's no birthright. It's a statutory creation by Congress. The first, quote, Civil Rights Act 
14 stat 27, 1866. It has no country. It can't have a birth rate. United States has no country. Our country is called United States of America. That's before the Constitution of the United States for a more perfect union. The United States of America created a government of the United States. It's in the Constitution of the United States, and it's headquartered in D.C. That's an important issue, people. There's no country called the United States, so sure the hell can't have a birthright. Duh. That's, you don't need to be a legal scholar to figure that one out. So therefore, it has no available rights because it can't have the law of nature and nature's God because it's got nowhere to land. It's called a country, called United States. Doesn't exist. It's United States of America, period. That's why when you are naturalized and you come in as a legal foreigner, you become a, quote, citizen of the United States of America. United States of America. That's the country. Then you pick a domicile in one of these several states, which are sovereign countries, then you are under the rule of law of that several states and limited by Article 1 in the Constitution of the United States to the laws of the United States. Very few people know this for some reason. I don't know. It's not taught, I guess. I don't know. And then we have political rights. A citizen of the United States with no damn country can't have political rights. It's got no birthright. D.C. They have no right to Article 3 of the Constitution of the United States to a constitutional court. They have no right to taxation without representation from Congress. They are under the plenary, absolute, total control of Congress. Period. Just like the territories in possession, the inchoate states. They haven't grown up yet. They're still children. A citizen of the United States, it's easily proven many times Supreme Court has ruled over and over. You don't have right to an Article Three court. An Article Three court is only in the Constitution of the United States, and it only has application if you are in one of the several states. That's a fact. That's over and over. Patrick, Texas, you got something to comment on what we're talking about? Uh, yeah, no. What you just said there is pretty important itself. Uh, the Article Three Court, that everybody likes to cite, all the attorneys like to cite, is actually for the federal government, and uh, we, you know, they uh, uh, people don't realize there's there's um, there's different entities involved here. We got the, uh, the United States of America, the original, which we we uh, retain the oversight, and then we created a subcontractor called the United States. Uh, and uh, and that that was that is an executed nineteen enumerated powers, and uh, and they don't have any uh, like you say it's not a country, 
It's just a subcontractor with with uh, with privileges, and uh, and uh, they give themselves like a Fourteenth Amendment citizen under their uh, under the jurisdiction thereof. But they don't have uh, unalienable rights either. Uh, and uh, you know, if you don't understand, you know, get gripped to what these people are doing. These are all lawyers. They are deliberately mis- uh, uh, mirroring with multiple different uh, terminologies that sound so much alike. And with that, I'm, I'm going to agree with you because it gets complicated real fast. Thank you very much, Mr. Rentro. Yep. Well, the thing is, Crookshank Slaughterhouse sent a citizen of the United States for the 13th Amendment up. They are not organic. They're articles. They say so. And Congress can legislate on them. How can you have a what's called a real right, organic right, and Congress can legislate? No, that tells you you're under the plenary power of Congress. And Cruikshank and Slaughterhouse said the only purpose for Congress to use the the, the status of a citizen of the United States if the states or state actors are doing something in a discriminatory manner, period. It says otherwise, a citizen of the United States, it would be remain dormant. That's all they're doing. They're supposed to be overlooking like we're a bunch of children down here in the several states. They said, okay, y'all now can't be discrimination against black, white, race, religion, and whatever else kind of stuff they can come up with. Fine. But that, no people don't understand. Oh, I'm a 14th Amendment citizen. No, you're not. Every contract that you have, every touch, everything you do with what you think is a government is a new, it's called an implied-in-law contract today. That's all to get some benefit. And they print it. Why do, you, why do you have to keep saying I'm a citizen of the United States to all this nonsense? Because you have an inherent birthright you were born with. And they can't take that away until you get around and actually say, I'm not going to be part of this country. All they're doing is lying to us. Say, would you like to get around implied in law? I want you to say... You want to owe me something where I have absolute power over you and come on into the plantation of Congress. That's what's going on. They print it. The IRS is nothing more than a mafia coming around for bag money, protection money every week. That's all they are. Sanctioned by all this, this corruption. A citizen of the United States only has civil rights, so it can sue and be sued. It has no soul. It has no land. It can't have a birthright. That's an important issue. It's like the guy said, it's a subcontractor. Basically, they hired an entity called United States, and it's called the government of the United States. It only exists within these several states. The courts of the Article 3 are limited because they share power with these several states. That's gone right now. We've, we've had a complete coup d'etat for decades. I get a chuckle. They say, well, we got this National Voter Registration Act nonsense. That's been gone for God so long, ever since in 1913, 
as soon as the several states did the 17th Amendment and surrendered their right to be represented by the legislatures of the several states, they passed that representation over to a citizen of the United States that's got no damn political rights, and it's so easy to prove. I went into Westlaw. And up to 1913, the real party of interest in the several states was called what? United States, you think? After 1913, it changed to United States of America. What the hell happened? Where did the United States of America come from? I have 110 cases in the public record. I found, and I put it in a public record. United States of America is the moving party now. Go look at your cases. Not United States. It's the United States of America. Who's that? That's Congress. Because there's nobody home in the Constitution of the United States. The organic ones. Up to the 12th Amendment. There's nobody home. Because we have all signed up. We don't want that damn old Constitution and that dang old Bill of Rights based on the Christian principles, morals. I don't want that damn thing. I want to be a, have civil rights and under Congress and under Schumer and the shift and all these lying pieces of garbage. That's what's going on. That's a fact. I can prove it. They print it. But it gets worse. We're supposed to have a court where we can go with an independent judge. There aren't any. And the Supreme Court has been bought and sold for some of these last decisions, which I'm going to get into. These people are just laughing at us. They're superior knowledge. They got a PhD. They got a judicial degree. I don't give a rat's rump. My damned Americans can read too. We're just being lied to. Because we're not being taught. How would we know? It's not easy to find this stuff. I've said before, if you don't have Westlaw, you have no chance. You're just peeing in the wind. Get around, get some shoe polish, and go polish their boots. Because you ain't ever going to figure it out. I'm going to be talking next hour about stuff with the IRS and criminal prosecutions that is just blow, it'll blow your mind. It blew my mind. Because I've been asked about this question before, and I said, no, I don't think so. I don't see how it could exist. It does. But why would the Supreme Court get around? This is, uh, let's see, which one of these cases? They talk about good cause. This is uh, the one with Biden versus Missouri. Let's see, is that the one with the Medicare... Uh, let's see, which one? I don't know which one is which here. Uh, they, no, that's the one with the health people. They still got a... Let me look and see here. Do not violate statute, exercise, supervision, control of the matter. That's the health care one. And they're talking about good cause. And they're talking about it's got to be narrowly construed and reluctantly counts when they use this impersonal or uh, impractical, unnecessary, and not in the public interest. Really? 
you guys doing? Don't they know that an act of Congress got around and said, you know what, OSHA is such a great outfit. You don't even need to do, number one, you don't need to do what's called administrative legislation, which I found in a document that they cite 71 or 41 or 71 times, and I had to finally get it out of the UAA because it's not in Westlaw. I'm not, but we're not supposed to be able to read it. They just cite it. It's called administrative legislation. So we got two types of legislation going on in America. We got the congressional legislation, which we're taught, oh, we have the House of Representatives, we got the South Senate, we got the President, when they veto it. We have something else called administrative legislation, which the Federal Register Act and the Administrative Procedures Act are two parts of that. The first one is it says if it's general applicability and legal effect, you better damn well put it in the Federal Register and it's judicially noticed, which means no other evidence is needed. That's what makes it so powerful. It's judicially noticed. It's actually evidence. All this other stuff is not evidence. Code sites are irrelevant. You're peeing in the wind. You're going to lose. Over and over and over. Like I say about the third time around the merry-go-round on the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, I said, Sam, I was just here. You can't win. So what they said is the and OSHA... Congress said, you know what, OSHA, you don't even need to worry about the Federal Register Act or the Administrative Space, the Administrative Procedures Act. That's the one they said not worry about. You don't need to worry about it. Now, why? Because there's two parts to administrative legislation. One, general applicability and legal effect. That means we're going to put every ding-dang-dong document in there that might have anything to do with anybody. It's got to be there. And if it's not there, you can flip them the bird. So these agencies get around and they put all of this stuff in the Federal Register. Like Congress, they do all their little nonsense. All, just imagine all the other garbage they do that's not a bill. Garbage. That's the first part of administrative legislation. But Congress said, you know the part where it actually has the force and effect of law against the people, actually it's against citizens of the United States, you have to go through the APA, the administrative. That's the second phase. It's like in Congress. You have to you have the damn bills, but you got to get around and vote in both House, in House and the Senate and the President. The bill is the first part. But to make it do go anywhere, you got to go to the second part. You got to have the House, the Senate, and the President or a veto and override it. The second part of administrative legislation is you have to use the APA, and it has to have, and I have absolutely confirmed it now, there is no damn impractical, unnecessary, and not in the public interest, and a, Congress says good cause is the emergency, which the Supreme Court hasn't figured that out yet. That doesn't go anywhere. But why would they bring it up? Because Congress says, you know what? You don't even need to worry about the APA in Title V, Chapter 5. Just ignore it. That's in the statute and in the Federal Register. So why is the Supreme Court bringing this nonsense up? Smoke! Oh, it's, it's just for the good cause. It's just, you know, uh, 
they can do this, and uh, that gives them, you know, there's an emergency, and oh, and, you know, and there's a good. We just gotta go in and go do it, and we don't really know what good cause means, and so let's just go in and do it. What it's all about simply is because you are receiving a dang dang benefit, and if you get a benefit, you're screwed. And everything they do is offering benefits. They're called implied in law contracts. They want you to volunteer for uh, some benefit, and they owe us nothing. It's just an illusion, and they print it. And that's what they did to the medical workers, Medicaid and all that. Well, you're getting this, these people are benefits. So you're stuck. Suck it up. Go get a death shot. Like hell. Then the other one, well, it's private. We can't make you do it because, you see, we got a problem there. But the employers can still do it, so the employer can come around and do it. But is he going to be liable? Is he going to sign a thing that he's liable for what's going on? I would probably think not. Most of these employers are scared spitless of their own shadow. But they'll do it. And most people will surrender. They will. Can't care stupid. These people are slaves and they want to remain. They'll fight to become a slave and they'll fight for their own death. Can't make it up. I don't know what to say. But getting back to this other that I found... Like I say, in reading these Supreme Court decisions, they are arguing over different definitions. Not one time did anybody bring up the word human subject. Who in the hell can they do it to? That's defined. Human subject. They love definitions. Nobody brings it up. you got to be a human subject. Who is a human subject? It's in the Federal Register. A human subject, of course, is a citizen of the United States, but what makes it so amazing, I have never seen it this blatant out in the open, and I have never seen so many stupid Supreme Court justices and the people that brought it up didn't even mention it. It's all under 5 U.S.C. 301, and they say this is our legal authority. 5 U.S.C. 301 is absolutely, positively departmental regulations only for its internal use, internal records, end of story, done. Chrysler v. Brown, but it's in the statutes, too. Nobody brings it up. How can nobody bring up... Wouldn't you want to find out, first of all, am I one of those people or a human subject that's subject to your BS? That's just basic, not even law 101, that's just basic common sense. Am I subject to the French law, Chinese law? Am I subject to Georgia law and I'm in Alaska? I don't know. You think it might be a good question to ask? How did I get underneath your, by what authority are you authorized and empowered? That's always the question. Boy, I learned that one a long time ago. Didn't have the background I got now, but I learned that, and boy, does that put a kink in their system. 
I've got six foyers out and I've got a couple more going out. I'm taking on the Matsu Burrow and Foreclosure, the Alaska Bar. I am had it. And I'm going to be publishing that stuff on my email list. And hopefully I'm going to get my money here to uh, start getting back on my home page. By the way, it's $250 postal money order or any type of money now because I have a bank account. Nobody's doing what I'm doing. I'm not bragging. Not because I'm so damn smart. I am persistent. And I have Westlaw. And I pray, God, give me the power and the knowledge. And it just keeps coming. And I'm going to spread it far and wide. Backed up by facts. And I'll take on anybody. Period. These people are liars to us. The Supreme Court is lying. They're bringing up stuff out of Title V when the, hasn't, they say in, the, in the, the statute, it has nothing to do with OSHA. OSHA just, we, you don't even need to do administrative legislation. Just go for it. They bring it. How, and there they got the audacity to uphold something that is an emergency thing and nobody brings up the fact that it's killing people and all this other stuff. None of that comes up. In the briefs to the Supreme Court, what the hell are these people? Where do they live? Under a rock? In a tunnel with the bats over there where the COVID supposedly come from? With the Chinese? I don't know. Why wouldn't you bring up Dr. I mean, David Martin, did they print this stuff in the patents? Karen Kingston, ex-Pfizer employee with documentation, and Dr. Tenpenny, all these people. And no facts. They go clear to the Supreme Court and none of this comes out. And then the Supreme Court sits up there like a Saturday Night Live, jerking us around with, oh, you know, there's no good cause, and all this stuff about the APA, and the Congress has said the APA is exempt. OSHA doesn't have nothing to do with it. You know where the killer is? These people won't, <coughs> health people, they won't get it. Lawyers won't get it. First thing is, you can't have a class of people, citizens of the United States, and have two different things going on. They both claim to be citizens of the United States. That's discrimination. That's the first thing that they could use. They won't do it. The next thing is, why don't you just go to the damn Federal Register and read the, the stuff and says it's all departmental regulations, it's judicially noticed, there's no further evidence, that is evidence, and bring it up. And we're number three, why the hell don't you get somebody like Dr. Martin and some of these people and get them to testify? Back up. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? 
A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. You're listening to the Republic Broadcast.